Moshon is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It's still swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching you guys. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 90 of the Way Not Fight Sports Podcast, the number one self-rated podcast about sports, entertainment, everything in between. We are your hosts, of course, Matt Greco, Tony Ambrose. Tony, a little different draft live reaction episode. We just got done with Brandon Bean moving up for the first pick in this year's 2022 NFL draft. We'll give you instant reactions throughout the weekend. So a little bit of a mix and match mashup episode here, uh, a little different for the listeners, but of course you can find the podcast on the Built in Buffalo podcast network at Built in Buffalo underscore. You can follow us at Woody Sports 716 on Twitter, Instagram, but Tony with the 23rd pick, Brandon Bean, just like the Jeffersons moving on up, two picks to draft, Kair Elam, Elam, Kair Elam, Florida cornerback. Uh, Tony, it's a, it, it was my gut, like, I put it on Twitter earlier. Like my gut was telling me this was the pick. I don't know why. Uh, it just felt right. Uh, I liked Andrew Booth a lot. Obviously, the medicals uh, brought him down the draft board. I was seeing Kyle Hamilton stock fall. I was half thinking, you know, go up and get Kyle Hamilton as he continued to fall. If he fell into the late teens, I thought that was an option for Bean. Uh, but I, I'm super happy with this pick. A guy I liked pre-draft I, I thought that's a guy they could target he just seems to be kind of the whole package you, you look at a guy like Tredavious White and we learned shortly after this pick that you know Brandon Bean during his press conference said uh his his initial reaction press conference said you know Kyrie Lam was talking about Trey White and how he wants to learn from Trey White and how he's ready to put the playbook on the plane and like all this stuff and he just seems like the the quintessential Brandon Bean Buffalo Bills pick here. Uh, I love him. I love kind of his overall game. I, I think he's strong in a lot of areas. His ball hawking abilities, his coverage skills. Uh, he can. He's scheme versatile. I think this is a really nice pick. Length. He, he just seems like the prototypical cornerback. And of course, we can't not state this is a position of need. A great, <laughs> greatly exaggerated position of need. Like we need quarterbacks badly. It always seemed like secondary was going to be the, f- the first pick. Uh, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I think this is a great pick. I think he's a process guy. I think he's going to come right in and start day one. Uh, what are your thoughts about Kyrie? You love? I, I think I was always giving too much respect to the idea of Booth just based on the, you know, I was seeing the need too much uh, and not the yeah. investment in the future enough. Like I, I just thought I'm like, yeah, if we get a cornerback, that's, that's purely satisfying the need. So let's just go with like the, someone who is, more polished, but higher ceiling for Kyrie Lum. So I can't say I'm surprised uh, that that's, that that's the mindset. Uh, and I mean, we do tend to develop corners pretty well. So I right. overall am excited about it. I think it's the right pick. 
he seems uh he seems like a great human he seems like he's gonna fit in in the locker room he seems like he's gonna fit in in buffalo uh from what i've seen in his initial in these initial stages the kid has a million dollar smile and uh <laughs> like i said like the, the higher ceiling he's got the higher ceiling so let's get this thing done um i'm really excited about it and i'm excited that we took our weakest position and now we've turned this into a position of strength that should uh that should shudder that, that you know that should shudder fear into opposing offensive coordinators and when you take a look at this secondary my goodness gracious uh yeah. that's my initial reaction and i'm and i'm excited but what i'm really excited about a huge beneficiary here is going to be von miller and gregory Rousseau. because with two of these corners in here just locking things down like the secondary is looking amazing with two of these corners locking things down the, the quarter the quarterback is going to be in the pocket forever and tick 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 time is ticking before he gets sacked by our fast rush. So I'm, I'm pretty right. excited about the defense over the ceiling pick. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a this is a great pick. Um, three sports star athlete in high school. The man has the athletic pedigree. He has the familial pedigree. He's of course the nephew of Matt Elam from the Ravens. He's the son of Abra- Abram Elam, right? Abraham Elam? Abram Elam. I believe it's yeah. Abram, I think. Yeah, it's Abram. Abram Elam who, uh, as, as we learned, uh, and it's making us feel old. Uh, had to pick six against Trent Edwards back in the day for the Jets. Um, so it's just he's got the pedigree, uh, and, and he's got he's he's got the resume to back it up too. I mean, great length, six uh, one plus, one ninety, two hundred, like prototypical size. Can play like I said, both zone and press has the physicality. The only thing that seems to be lacking a little is the tackling ability. But I mean. Again, if the coverage ability is up to snuff, he won't need to be doing a lot of tackling <laughs> because he's going to be, you know, he's going to be on an island. And, you know, you got Von Miller and Greg Rousseau, like you mentioned. And um, I, if, if tackling's his biggest weakness, like, okay, like how many, how many tackles do quarterbacks actually make a year? Like 40 to 60? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. They have to with get that. the ball first. Right. The receiver has to get the ball. That's what I'm saying. If his coverage skills are up to snuff, like the receiver's not getting the ball. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, again, position and knee, the, the roster is terribly thin at cornerback currently. Um, before this pick, it seemed like a guy like Cam Lewis was bound to start. And I love Cam Lewis. There's no knock on Cam Lewis, but Cam Lewis hasn't started a lot of games in his NFL career. What he has, it's primarily been in the slot backing up Taron Johnson. So, um, or you're hoping for a guy like Elijah Griffin or Nick McLeod, who really showed out in preseason last year to really step up in his second year um, and, and take over that spot. Now we don't have to worry about that. Now, just with one pick, it seems like the depth is pretty good here. Uh, this is a guy who can start at CB1 for Trey White for the first eight weeks of the season, first eight to 10 weeks while Trey White, White recovers. And say that three times fast, Trey White recovers. Um, and then can slide right into CB2 and, you know, you, you mentioned it before, like teams are running a lot of four receiver sets now, five receiver sets. Like you're going to need a CB1 and a CB1A at that. And if Dane Jackson is a very qualified CB2, that's just the cherry on top. So, and it seems like he is based on his performance last year and, and the flashes we've seen from him. So, uh, but this was a, an area of need. Um, Brees Hall was not the pick and Brees Hall hasn't been taken up until this point. So it seemed like a lot of smoke coming from one bill's drive with the Brees Hall stuff um, and not smoke Monday, but actual smoke uh, or just the media. Hyping Fingers it crossed. So, 
fingers crossed he's later in the draft smoke monday that's our guy and so i i have to be extremely happy with this i mean i think it's a great pick i think it's a great fit he's gonna he's gonna fit right into the process immediately and he's gonna have a great set of onboarding ambassadors if you will and the current core josh allen and trey white and all these guys so i think he's gonna love buffalo you know coming from florida in the past you know a lot of guys coming from florida was like what's buffalo it's the first time i've seen snow I think we're past those days, which is great. And, and I think the organization is is one that players want to be at, as we mentioned before. So I think this could just be, you know, the redemption for Voshan Joseph that you were hoping for, Tony, the Florida prospect that finally works out. Wow. I love Voshan Joseph. I know you did. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you haven't well, mentioned that's a big him yet. Well, you know, it's hard. sometimes it's hard to bring things up. The uh, <laughs> memory. I like him. I'm excited about this pick. I think it's a good. I think it all it all fits into place. It's a good match. No complaints. No notes. I I I don't mind that we traded up for him. I'm good. I'm ready to get the season started. And everything else from here is just whipped cream on the Sunday. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And Brandon Bean talked about it. I mean, the one thing Brandon Bean was consistent coming from his lips this offseason was team speed, increasing the team speed. How we need to do that. This guy ran a sub 4440. I mean, we're, we're Brandon Bean's a man of his word here, holding to that we got to increase the team speed notion that he put out there all offseason. You know, everyone tries to read between the lines when it comes to draft talk and, you know, try to find the little things you can, you can find between words and little signs he gives or clues or whatnot. Like the one thing that was consistent and was very vocal about was team speed, increasing the team speed. And we've done exactly that with this first pick. The man is fast. The man is physical. The man is long. It's just the man, the kid. I don't know. I don't, how do I refer to these college athletes? Um, so really, really good home run pick. I think he's going to fit right in and day one starter, right? Pro ready, plug and play right away. So uh, Tony, any other notes about Kyrie Elam before we uh, wait uh, tomorrow for round two? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm excited about the pick. I think it's the right move. Like it too. All right. Well, uh, listeners, happy draft happy thursday uh we'll be back tomorrow with round two unless brandon bean makes a crazy move here before the end of the first round or from the uh, listeners or from the listeners perspective in 10 seconds in 10 seconds that's right we'll be back in 10 seconds uh yep we'll be back but it will be tomorrow tony with the 63rd pick in the second round of the NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills take James Cook running back out of Georgia. Quite a bit of a surprise. Brandon Bean trading down twice, trading down for what? From 57 to 60, then 60 to 63. Uh, I This is not the guy I had targeted for the Bills. I, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of this pick. I think it feels a little panicky to me because Brees Hall went earlier than expected. Kenneth Walker, I think went a little earlier than expected. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's got great pedigree. Like he, he's a brother of Dalvin cook as, as pretty much everyone knows. Um, he's just not, he doesn't pop to me. He doesn't pop when I watch him. His stats don't pop. He seems like a okay all around guy. He just doesn't seem to excel at anything. What are your thoughts about James cook here in the second round? Uh, well, I disagree in that he doesn't excel in anything. I think that his, his 
bread and butter acceleration and is when he's accelerating uh, is more in the passing game than in the running game. Uh, he's I definitely agree. not someone that he's definitely not someone that I perceive being all of a sudden, you know, Singletary's on notice. I don't think it's that situation. Uh, right. But I do think that uh, Brandon Bean has revealed himself a tendency that I hope to explore in the years to come. And I think the tendency is obvious, man. Well, Brandon, yeah, because Brandon Bean has the tendency towards 18th century historical figures. Last year, we saw (laughs) Rousseau, the social contract, picked early. This year, we have James Cook. Of course, yeah, Rousseau of the Enlightenment. You know him. (laughs) This year, we have James Cook, a British explorer, navigator, cartographer, and captain of the British Royal (laughs) Navy, famous for his three voyages between... 1768 and 1779 the same time that the social contract came out in the pacific ocean and to new zealand and australia in particular source wikipedia what we have here are you saying brandon bean's a big history head here (laughs) i'm saying brandon bean loves his 18th century historical figures and it's coming out here in the early rounds of uh of these (laughs) of these later drafts the name, the name draft of weeks ago should be rethought. We got to, we got to be Wikipedia. We got to, we got to rethink it. Yeah. Other historical figures of these names, particularly late 18th century. That t- seems to a, be where the money is had. Is there a lock out there somewhere? <laughs> uh, uh, like a, oh, like a John Locke? Are there some like natural rights Locke, to yeah. be had? <laughs> right. Well, the natural rights, even, even John Jacques. Even John Locke's natural rights are not as uh, are not as natural as James Cook's ability in the passing game. Just a couple cuts. I mean, this guy's a slicer and a dicer. I can't wait yeah. to see him in some home run situations. I'm looking forward to you know times when I w- when I was seeing you know us putting a fullback or maybe just someone in as kind of like the fourth man in the progression. Uh, taking a pass out of the backfield. Now I'm going to see James Cook, who's not going to really run between the tackles. Nope. And that's not his forte. Maybe he's like right. Matt Forte, pun intended. And, but <laughs> it is his forte to bring in his athleticism uh, and into uh, and creativity into creating something out of nothing. And I'm kind of getting excited. A lot of someone who I know who is a Georgia guy, uh, a, a big Georgia fan said to me three words that stuck out that also show kind of the story of the off season. Think JD McKissick, right? This is our revenge. You know, this was, I don't know if this is a panic, um, a panic pick, like you said, but it is a revenge pick in that we have a weapon like this, a new element to the offense. Uh, and I'm kind of happy about it. I'm curious to see, cause it's not, if, if I thought we were going to take a running back in the early rounds, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I didn't think it was going to be like what you said. I didn't think it was going to be a player who's going to come in and, you know, probably not get, uh, probably not get that many reps, probably not get that many plays under his belt or touches in a game. Um, certainly probably compared to Singletary. I mean, I still think single, I think this leaves it open that Singletary is our running back. But I think that right. this also leaves it open that the running game, the running room, has a new layer to it. Uh, 
And I thought if we were going to take a running back this early, it would have been sort of a window into, um, into Dorsey's vision, new vision of the offense. But it's not like that. Or maybe, you know, it's, maybe it's just not the vision. Maybe it's not as dramatic of a vision as, as we might have thought. So, uh, like you said, like it was not on my radar to take James Cook, but I get it. I'm on board. I'm excited. I'm going to get a James Cook jersey. He is now my favorite player and my entire identity. Yeah, you mentioned the acceleration. And I, I, I think that that's, I mean, when I say a panic pick, I mean, I just, there's so much hype with Brees Hall coming pre-draft or even a lot of like today, some, some Kenneth Walker smoke out there. And uh, it, obviously the board didn't fall that way. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe panic is the wrong word, but it feels very reminiscent of like kind of the Dawson Knox pick in terms of Brandon Bean views this guy as, and if you look at the remaining best available running backs, there's kind of a big drop off. There's Isaiah Spiller who's still available out there. And then it's kind of just, you know, Kieran Williams, Rashad White, who we like, but you know, I don't think, I think that you're looking at the next level down um, after Isaiah Spiller here um, in in terms of where these guys were projected for, or the talent level they possess. I I, I like James Cook. I, I really do. He, dominated during the college football playoffs he, he came in he's, he's a two uh you know dual threats from the passing game and the running game but i think it needs to be a specific running game for him you're right he's not a between the tackles guy when you look at his ras score and we know brandon beans all about the ras score the ras score doesn't look great physically like if you if you look at the left half of the ras score chart the physical part the the height the weights the strength stuff like that doesn't look great uh, on paper what looks great is the right side where it's all the you know speed stuff, like the shuttle stuff, the, the three cone drill, things like that, like very high scores on that. And it, it I, I kind of am on board with it because there were so many times last year and I like Devin Singletary. Like this is not a bashing Devin Singletary, uh, you know, rant here because I, I really do like Singletary. I think he when he was finally utilized correctly last year, he really thrived and hopefully they build off that this year. Uh, and never have lost faith in Devin Singletary throughout uh, his first three years here, um, even though some may have. But I think what we found, what I what I saw, uh, I guess what I was saying to myself a lot last year, especially on some of those like pole plays where, you know, Mitch Morse would come out or, or Spencer Brown would roll out or Ryan Bates using their athleticism to get out in the flat. And, and shift that line to scrimmage. There's sometimes where I was saying, man, I wish Devin Singletary was a little faster, like a little faster to get to that spot, you know, not have that half a second to a second where, you know, he's, he's a little lagging behind these pulling offensive linemen. So I think James cook, present, James cook presents that is, is a guy who I don't have to wonder, man, I wish he was a little more faster to get to that spot or hit that hole a little quicker. Um, like I said, the phys- the physical part is is lacking. Like he doesn't seem to be a guy who can break tackles easily. You you mentioned the shiftiness. He's not Devin Singletary shifty. He's kind of a one cut guy, um, one cut and go guy. So you know, I, I could see a role for him. I I could see a role for him. I think JD McKissick, the the scorn of losing out on JD McKissick still haunts Brandon Bean, and this is kind of his swan song to for his his redemption song, if you will. Um, uh, you know, the more I look at it, the more I'm looking into the pick, you know, the more I like it. And 
And I like it even more if they utilize him correctly. I think there's a certain way you can utilize James Cook to make him most effective. If you use him like a traditional running back, I don't know if it's going to go as good as you hope. Last year, he he was at dual threading, over 700 yards on the ground or 250 yards catching. Uh, like I said, beast in the college playoffs, uh, 6.4 yards a rush uh, in 2021, which is which is great. I mean, yards per carry. Very high. So you had him and Singletary, both really high yards per carries. Um, yeah, just all the strengths we mentioned, instinctual, he's, he's smooth, um, you know, good feet, things like that, patient with the blocking, but he has the speed to, to hit the hole hard. So <clears throat> the more I discuss it, the more I'm kind of getting on board with it, if Dorsey can utilize him correctly. And I think Will, and I think a lot of this has to do with the offensive line. I got to tell you, I'm you know, I mean, bear in mind, we drafted this guy a matter of minutes ago. So right now I'm just watching more and more tape on him as he comes right. along or, you know, as it, as it comes around, I got to tell you, he looks like a bill. Like there's something about <laughs> the way he runs the cuts he makes. I'm like, yeah, like I can picture bills moving like this. He looks like a bill. He looks like someone who's running <laughs> in a bill. He looks like a bill. Like there's something about Did his it? gait or just like his <laughs> presence on the field that he, it fits. It works. Did it, did it bother you that he didn't look happy when they showed his draft party, the draft party? Like I have so many questions about that draft party. There's the baby crying. The mom is like screaming at everyone <laughs> at the end of it. Like the little <laughs> clip they show of his draft party. He doesn't, he doesn't look, I, he looks, he looks like he's got like a, uh, you know, this this deadpan stare of like where's buffalo like <laughs> kind of those those drought year vibes stefan gilmore vibes of like man i'm going to buffalo um i i don't know if i'm hoping it was just like he was taken with the moment that he was just in like shock but coming from where kair elam was just like so hyped to james cook being so opposite stoic with it if you will uh, I don't know. It, it sat a little uneasy with me. Uh, see, here's what I think about our, our views of these draft parties. I think we're seeing things, I, at least especially in the case of James Cook, or what I'm choosing to believe is that we're seeing things like after things have already happened, after like big reactions have kind of already happened. I think we're only seeing celebrations not real reactions. So, and I say that because I probably watched Elam's like four or five times because I was kind of like, why did he go straight on his phone? And in my mind, I'm like, this is the most important of life. You're just like, don't get on your phone. Like, Oh, someone sent me a snap. Bills can wait. And I was like, what is this about? And then I learned on watching it more that he had already gotten the call you know, from his agent or from Brandon Bean or who, or someone like he had gotten the call. They knew what was going on. It had hit the room already. Then it was a matter of them just waiting to see the graphic on TV. So I'm choosing to believe right. that with, and then like they all scream. So I'm choosing to believe that this was Cook's, Cook knew what was going on. Like this was it. And that was just sort of his, uh, like um, his, his calming down, like his dismantle, yeah. his, coming back down to earth of like it's happened like now the the jubilation and settlement and, so, and he's just like 
all right now i have like a million things to do because i just got drafted yeah um and i'm sure i think it was more kind of like yeah go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say say, i I think it's also (laughs) get it together man i think it's also a different perspective when you i think it's also a different perspective when you had like when you've already had that experience like he was in the room i presume when his brother got drafted so i'm sure it's kind of like you know it's not as i don't know i'm just sure it hits differently especially differently compared to elam who was like his dad got drafted so it's like a following you know that's like a different that's like a different layer the other way of of pride right and i was gonna say i i think the the dad is the key word there because uh if listeners don't know james cooks and delvin cook's father tragically and unexpectedly passed away uh at the beginning of 2021 so maybe it was just hitting james that you know his dad got to see his brother drafted and not him and you know i'm sure there's a ton of emotions going through that room and uh him personally at that time uh there are some red flags I mean, he was arrested for uh, a drinking incident on, on campus in, I think, 2019. Uh, he backed out of the Senior Bowl for some unknown reason. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's a little surprising. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It seems very anti-Bean. But, again, I think uh, Cook brings a lot of great uh, athletic traits. He ran a 4-4-40 at the Combine. And, again, I think, uh, you know, that, that dual threat of, of being a great pass catcher. You watch some of his highlights. I uh, saw a highlight of a game he played against Tennessee where uh, there was like a, I think it was like a 30 yard over the shoulder wheel route that he made a really nice catch on and uh, you know, in traffic and coverage. So I think he offers that if you can get him on linebackers, if you can get him in wheel routes where that presents a great mismatch for uh josh allen in this offense to to u- utilize so um like it uh you know if you were to give it a grade what would you say tony mm, b b i was gonna go b as well yeah a solid solid b yeah <laughs> if they can utilize not right showing up not falling behind <laughs> right your favorite now uh tony and, yeah go ahead. and i think you know a part yeah and a part of that grade is also it's we didn't just draft cook. We drafted cook and got some draft picks out of it. Like yeah, that also accounts into the grade. So that's something. That's an extra the six rounders. <laughs> right. There's a, and some, man, some quality practice squad guys coming out. Here's one for you. So cook was held uh, in such high regard by the native Hawaiians uh, that they prepared his body with funeral rituals only deserved for cheats, chiefs and the highest elders. The body Tony, was that's the captain, not the football. <laughs> ba- yeah, baked to facilitate removal of the flesh, and the bones were carefully cleaned for preservation as religious icons in a fashion somewhat reminiscent of the saints in the Middle Ages. Some of his <laughs> remains were eventually returned to the crew for a burial at sea. So that's good. The Hawaiians were on board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, good. I'll take that. It was good when the Hawaiians are on board. <laughs> They're on board. I like it when the Hawaiians, Hawaiians are on board. RIP. <laughs> <laughs> that's what... Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always good when the Hawaiians are on board. Uh, Tony, we'll be back uh, with pick 89 if Brandon Bean doesn't trade it. Maybe. Is, uh, maybe. Yeah. We'll see.
the mover and a shaker this uh this draft um i was surprised that like just like james cook before, is. yeah right just like james cook is a mover he and is. a shaker um yeah was a little surprised that our guy alec pierce went a little earlier than i expected um very happy that troy anderson was not the pick of the bills uh, i know you disagree on that but um i, th- I think the board fell pretty well and that's why bean was able to trade down uh twice and and get some more six round picks which we all love i mean who was a six round pick last year tony that we loved wild goose rashad wild goose <laughs> we yeah. couldn't get our wild goose back and his name is smoke monday <laughs> wow uh, tony yeah, any other notes about that James would be something Cook? else that would be something else. That would be amazing. Uh, he's he's got to be, be a something. guest first. At, like before he even touches down at one Bills drive, he's got to be a guest on our show. I think for how much we've hyped him. Um, Tony Smoke? Jojo Doman's still out there. No, you don't have to remind me. <laughs> I know you're eagerly edging your seat, anticipating you know uh, the Bills coming up at eight. And I, I certainly am because I mean I was not anticipating fifty-seven because I felt like every player I liked went as the first. 12 picks of the second round. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> right. this round is now pointless. Not going well. Like I'm just, right. it's just, it was just death by a thousand paper cuts. Like just crushed me every <laughs> single time, including right. the aforementioned Alec Pierce. Oh, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. So mm-hmm. uh, any other notes about James Cook before we uh, wrap it up here and wait for 89 to be chosen? I have a question for you and I don't know if you'll know the answer. If it's about the cast and James Cook, guy... I'm not answering it. Okay. Who was the other guy with Stevie Johnson? Very good question. I have absolutely no idea. Okay. We're, this in, the, is, we're in the, buck, this we're is in the, the bucket true. hat. This is a big mystery right now. This is the true mystery of the draft. This is the story right. of the draft. Who is this other guy? Who, who was wh- this, who's this random person? Who's this patsy that was paid to come up here and talk trash <laughs> right. so that Stevie Johnson could take care of it? Right. We, uh, we will never know. Maybe we can have Stevie on and ask him. Well, no. He'll probably come on, right? Yeah, we'll figure That's it out. That's a good question. All right, we'll be back uh, with pick 89, maybe, if Brandon Bean doesn't All right. get his trade on. So we'll be back. Tony, we are back with the 89th pick, round three. The Buffalo Bills have taken Terrell Bernard, linebacker out of Baylor, I I have no words, Tony. There were a bunch of other linebackers that we highlighted last week that I liked better. Uh, you love JoJo Doman, we know. Uh, but the linebacker still available. Leo Chanel from Wisconsin, a guy I really like. Channing Tindall, we both like. Darian Beavers from Cincinnati. Uh, Damone Clark, LSU, which may be a little high with his injury history. But a guy I like over Terrell Bernard. Uh, JoJo Doman, of course. Um, even like Amari Barno from Virginia Tech, I like over Terrell Bernard. This guy uh, was not on my radar. I knew I had a feeling they were going to take a linebacker. This is not the one I expected. Uh, 6'1", just over 200 pounds, inside linebacker. Uh, it's Keith Ellison 2.0, right? <laughs> like, Whoa. This is, this is very Keith Ellison Whoa. to me. Matt, you can't say that. And that's two weeks in a row we mentioned Keith Ellison. So. Oh, my gosh. You had that on your bingo card. Congratulations. <laughs> Are the fans making bingo cards about our shows? I hope so. I, I don't know so if we're too. at that level yet. 
I hope so. I mean, Tony, what I do you like think to about Terrell in Bernard? It for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. Uh, I do like the name Bernard for Andy Bernard. I do think Bernard. Yeah, like I do think the name Bernard lends itself well to jokes. Not making fun <laughs> of the name Bernard. Not making fun of the name Bernard, but I like the way Bernard rolls off a tongue in in terms of comedy. Uh, like the word <laughs> pants. Like I think it's just a word that w- works well in humor. And right. basically, the, a lot of that comes from this is a real obscure reference, but in when Oh Hello was happening, Nick Roll, John Mulaney. Oh, hello. And they went, Oh, hello. hello. Some of our listeners might know it as Too Much Tuna. <laughs> um, yes. When they were promoting this, and they went on uh, Seth Meyers' show, and yes. they started discussing that Bernard is running for president referencing bernie sanders and there was just like <laughs> bernard our bernard running for president of what the single band-aid on the forehead association and i always think of when i hear bernard i always think of john mulaney as an old man saying bernard bernard our bernard so I'm i feel like we're gonna to, be uh, saying bernard a lot this bernard? guy um. yeah i and that's exactly how i felt like Ber- they're some people have a junior after their name. Bernard has a question mark after his name. Terrell <laughs> Bernard, that is, has a question mark after yes. his name. Terrell Bernard, because that was what I said when I said it. We took in the third round, Terrell Bernard, uh, not on my radar at all. Not someone who I thought, but I think that that is the nature of the draft. You know who gets hyped up in these drafts? People who are, uh, pe- people who pop in the sense that like they're, you know, excellent at something particular. That's not Bernard. Bernard is more well-rounded. Bernard is more well-rounded. Terrell Bernard, just looking briefly at his draft profile, looking briefly at his, at, at what tape I can get my hands on via the internet. He just seems like pretty good at everything. He seems capable in every facet of the, of the position. Uh, the big area of improvement that it seems like is his size. Well, okay. We have one of the best training facilities and training staffs in the league. Mm. We can we can get some size. Size is not a, a thing. You know what helps you when you, you know what helps you when you're trying to get size? Not having to go to uh, 15 hours of class a week. <laughs> not that he did. He was a D1 athlete going to Baylor. But you know what I mean. education. I mean now he can. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now he can. Now we there's uh, there's a big opportunity for him to get this size. Or maybe he's just genetically isn't supposed to fall into this size until you know, his early to mid twenties also fine. Cause now he's about, he's knocking at the door um, with that, but he's, he's a rangy guy. He's got Twitch. He's got capability. He's got enough speed. He's got enough uh, vision. He's got enough instincts. He's got enough of everything, but, but except the size, size. <laughs> except size. <laughs> yeah. um, we can get, we, we can get some size. I'm optimistic towards him. And for someone who has, you know, enough of everything that, that you look to, um that's i think what you want in a backup linebacker right you know someone who has that versatility and when it comes down to it if uh terrell dodson and now terrell bernard comes out here and they have to you know take the reins or or do something like that's a good that's a good addition if we're looking for someone else for if we were looking for someone to be the aj klein someone who's versatile someone who can contribute on special teams someone who could be a backup and a role player in both positions of linebacker I, yeah. I feel like we have someone capable of that uh, in Bernard. 
Bernard. Yes, I, Bernard. I, it's I our think, Bernard. <laughs> it's our Bernard. Um, if, if you're looking at uh, you know both James Cook and Terrell Bernard, uh, their NFL.com draft profiles. Don't look at their prospect grades because they're not great. The NFL.com has them prospected as uh, both guys. That is as. Um, you know, average starter, backup, special teams, contributors, kind of, you know, not impact players. And I, I think for all the Terrell Edmonds uh, haters out there, and I, I guess I'd put myself in that category, uh, you can breathe a sigh of relief here because this is not, Tremaine uh, in my mind, Tremaine Edmonds. I say Terrell. Yeah, no, it's his Tremaine. brother. <laughs> it's his brother, and this is Terrell Bernard. So, um <laughs> If you are uh, in the Tremaine Edmonds haters camp, you can breathe, breathe a sigh of, sigh of relief here uh, uh, on this day two of the NFL draft 2022. I don't think Terrell Bernard has is, is a threat to Tremaine Edmonds spot currently. Um, I don't think I think this guy needs to uh, beef up about 20 to 25 pounds before he he really has an NFL type physique or physical stature where he can be impactful. Um, it seems like the speed thing comes easy to him. And that's, you know, that's his game is when he's engaged, when he's aggressive, when he's using his speed uh, capably. I mean, it seems like he's, he's, he's good at that's where he, he, uh, he butters his bread, if you will. But um, it, it's a lot of the weaknesses I read here that I, struggle with like Tremaine who's a much bigger version of Terrell Bernard um slender frame obviously as as we mentioned his size gets caught up in the, easily in the clutter I mean I that's my biggest thing with Tremaine is he gets caught up in the clutter engaging blocks too easily and now you're looking at a guy who's 35 pounds lighter um engulfed by size if he's not proactive struggles to fit and hold a gap like this is screaming like the things that I aren't particularly fond of with Tremaine Edmonds. So, I mean, average coverage recognition, it's, you're getting skinnier Tremaine, you're getting Keith Ellison 2.0 here to me. Um, it's going to take a lot of work. I love his, uh, his, you know, his intrinsic stuff, his leadership uh, I was reading about and his, you know, just a great locker room presence. I, I like all that stuff about him. Very, seems like a very processed guy. Uh, uh, Terrell Bernard does so um, but just again I, I read off the list of linebackers and and you even look a couple picks prior with a guy who fell so far down the draft and Kobe Dean some projected him as a first round pick I didn't because of his size but again if you're looking for a guy who's 6'1 six six foot 220 like just you got all those extra six round picks package them up and go get Kobe Dean like He's much more productive in college, and he feels like he's a much higher ceiling than Terrell Bernard. Tony, I, I'm taken aback by this one. Like, I would have much rather traded up for Nicobe Dean or went somewhere else in terms of what I'm looking for in a linebacker. Well, I don't think that what you're looking for, if you're looking for Nicobe Dean in a linebacker, then I don't think that's what they're looking for in a linebacker. I think what they're looking for is someone who is a little bit more versatile, especially in coverage. I mean, this is a guy who a lot of people are comparing to a Matt Milano mold. And if they can develop him that way and someone who's going to be that much stronger as a linebacker with coverage ability, then I feel like the measurables are set up for that development route more so than what Nicobe Dean is bringing to the table, which is more of a traditional middle linebacker right. type of player. Right. I, I mean, 
it, Brandon Bean, as much as he uh, holds things close to the vest, they're the first three picks here. I mean, when he talked about, and he talked about it quite frequently in this offseason, adding team speed, like this is exactly what he's doing across the board. Every pick so far has been a speed guy. Again, just like James Cook, if you look at Terrell Bernard's RAS score on the left side of the of mm-hmm. the chart, mm-hmm. is not too appealing. Like he doesn't, he's not the tallest guy, obviously. He's not the heaviest guy, obviously, or doesn't have ideal weight. Um, you know, 22 on the bench for his size is pretty good. But then then you go to the right side of the chart and the measurables are in the 9.3 and you know, in the high eights and things like that. So if you're looking at guys with speed. Uh, or, or Brandon Bean was looking to up the team speed. I think that's the theme of this draft so far through the first three picks. Hundred percent, and it's I commend his ability to do this to uh, increase the speed while also getting guys that I think I know, or I think we all know they like. They're just like solid, well-rounded players, and they're process players, and they're also speedsters. So. I don't know. The Bills are cool. Like this is gonna be a cool team. I like the I like these additions that we have so far. <laughs> we're cool. We're the cool. We're the cool table in the cafeteria. We are. People All right. Don't bury does. the lead. Now, don't bury the lead on this Bernard pick because we know uh, that right after the Bernard pick, Gabriel Davis shot a shot at Kay Adams via Twitter. Oh, did he? Oh, wow. So I Gabe did not Davis, hear about this. So, so right after this, Gabe Davis. Us. Gabe Davis tweets at Kyle Brandt, yo, why you cut me out? Why you cut me out on the shirt? Then says Kay Adams would have never done that. Taking them both. Oh, I don't see wow. it felt a little, it feels a little flirtatious. <laughs> Gabe Davis has one good playoff game. <laughs> okay, don't think he's George Wilson. Everyone knows it. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thinks he's George mm-hmm. Wilson out here now. Male model, one appearance on hot hot ones. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, go. just wait till I mean he's gonna enjoy that spotlight while he has it. Well, he's gonna enjoy his celebrity while he has it because yeah, as soon right. as Isaiah McKenzie gets on America's Got Talent, it's all over. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it also bothered me, you know. Speaking of this pick, the pick right after Dylan Parham was a guy, Memphis offensive guard. I, I really liked mm-hmm. like if he was the Bills, I thought pick, we I all did through the roof. Me too. I What's thought we that? all did. That guy came in. I thought we all did. Yeah. He came in uh, for a pre-draft visit that we were aware of, right. I believe. So I I am kind of surprised it didn't, it didn't go down that way. But if you had to ask me, would I rather have someone to replace AJ Klein or would I rather have, you know, an interior, a backup interior guard? I don't know. At this point, I feel like I am more comfortable with the offensive line than with the linebacker depth. So yeah, I'm cool. So uh, I, I can't, that's, I can't knock fair. that decision. That's fair. So interesting pick. Uh, we are, oh, I, I, I'm guessing we're done for the day. We have uh, around what eight picks left here in the third round. So yeah, um, just a few moments left. Just a few moments left, and uh, and then they don't pick again till what here? They don't have a fourth round pick, right? Not yet. Not yet. That's right, Brandon. But B we do could. have a bunch of six round picks, so. Package some sixths to move up into the fourth if he chooses, but the Bills don't pick again till round five at one sixty-eight. So I mean, we'll be sitting around a while tomorrow. So 
I mean, looking at the first three picks, we we talked about the speed, um, but they seem like process guys. They seem like guys who are great locker room presence, uh, you know, could be leaders in the locker room. Uh, you know, James Cook has, even though he wasn't the lead back at Georgia, it seems like he has the pedigree with his brother uh, being such a prolific running back. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with this draft so far. It's not, I'm okay with who they positionally, who they taken. I'm a little surprised by the names that were taken, but you know, it always falls back to the, the golden rule and being, we trust. That's what I was about to say. I <laughs> am going to go with the part. I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> in a, in a, you're just in you're a long road to get to that moment you're yeah i mean i'm working really hard on making this youtube cut of john mulaney saying bernard <laughs> oh um tony any other thoughts about Terrell bernard before we wrap up around three here i don't think so i'm ready for day three day three is upon us a lot of six round picks to look forward to um yeah that's all i got so we will be back in round five See you then. Round five, Tony, the Bills with the 148th selection in the 2022 NFL draft. Take Khalil Shakir, Boise State wide receiver. Some are calling it the steal of the draft (laughs) initially. I feel like this is a guy we projected that could be a possibility in the mid rounds here. Seems like a slot receiver, quick yards after catch, good in traffic. One headline had him as Mr. Everything, I read. So it seems like he does a little bit of all, kind of like Debo Samuel light, if you will, for all the Bills fans out there wishing we would trade for Debo Samuel. Tony, initial thoughts. What do you think of Khalil Shakir? Generally excited. He is and always was my second favorite Shakir. Uh, Second, of course, to Shakir Uh. Okay. Uh, but I will, but I will measure them the same way. Uh, is this the male? Is this the male span? Is this Shakiro? The male? Oh, version? interesting. Interesting take. Okay. Shakiro. I will measure them the same way. And that's the, what you just said is part of it. When he speaks, can he make a woman go mad? Just as <laughs> speaking Spanish, Shakira. Uh, do his hips lie? And right. can he move like he comes from Colombia? And the answer to all seemingly is yes, yes, and yes. Yes. His hips don't lie. Well, so no, I guess, but that's what we want. His hips don't lie. He can make a woman go mad and he can move like he comes from Columbia. The guy is a smooth, the guy is a smooth operator and a smooth route runner. Seemingly we got excellent value. Uh, and I was the most excited when Shakira performed at the Super Bowl. So that maybe was a, that I think was a, you know, prophecy a, a preface. Yeah. yeah. A prophecy that this was, that this is bound to happen in our Super Bowl year that we would have a Shakir on the team. Other Tony, than did that, you just come up, did you just come up with the man's nickname? Is he a he wolf? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Did you just come up with the man's nickname? He wolf. <laughs> did we both? Khalil Shakir. Did we just become best friends? Bell wide receiver. He wolf. Khalil, he wolf, Shakir. I like it. We're running. He seems, it. he see, I, I love it a lot too. Uh, he seems good. What I like about it is that. You know, I think in a position like this, at this point in the draft, we're just looking for, I was looking for Brandon Bean to say, like, what I remember is in the path of the draft videos, when Brandon was like hyping up in internal circles, how much he liked Gabe Davis all off season. And then clearly we saw what happened there is we're like, we're like, oh, okay. Is this going to be, 
a similar story. And then that will like kind of validate it for everyone else involved. I mean, we've got this tremendous value like we did with Gabe Davis and he's going into that same uh, spot on the roster. And uh, then during the press conference, it seems like it is. Sounds great. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> did, did Derek Schumann walk so Khalil Shakir could run? Speaking of Boise State weapons in the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I thought, okay. I'm glad you explained that because I thought you meant like Schumann. Did he walk Schumann? And I'm like, wow, you are reaching hard over here. <laughs> well, walk because he was he's slower than Khalil Shakir. And Khalil Shakir mm-hmm, could run. Mm-hmm. But if we're, we're all at, slower than Khalil Shakir. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, about- he will. We talked the heel. Uh, we talked about Brandon Bean adding speed. Again, another guy, very fast, 443, 40-yard dash. Again, it seems to be a trend through the first four rounds here. If you're looking at the left side of the Raz score chart, not looking too great. A lot of red and yellows. But if you're looking at the right side, a lot of green. And that's the speed grades, the 40-yard dash, the 20 split, the shuttle, three plus, stuff like that. So I, I like it. We've always talked about adding another weapon to Josh Allen's arsenal, even in the early rounds with Jahan Dotson and guys like that being uh, a Buffalo Bill after this draft. But I think this is really good value. You Obviously, he stockpiled those six-round picks for a reason, and that's for uh, a moment like this, if you will. Shout out Kelly Clarkson. I was, um, <laughs> you, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> to go up and get uh, a player that they really targeted here, Khalil Shakir. So it just seems like the guy's got it all going right now. He gets drafted. He gets engaged. I read he just got engaged. So he did the he did the rounds on the on the media. Just quickly looking at his uh, you know draft profile here as we bring it up. Uh, he was on Good Morning Football. He's on Total Access. So the guy the guy gets it. His NFL comp according to NFL.com, Antoine Randall L. So I don't mind that. Just a gadget guy, <laughs> do it all kind of guy. I remember him. And and it seems like everything I read is. Just like Terrell Bernard, like good player on the field, even great player off or great person off the field. So you're looking at a, a guy, just competitive nature, intrinsic value, uh, leader in the locker room. So high character. So very process-esque guy here in Shakir. Oh, Shakira, Shakira, the he-wolf. We're just going to call him from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't be mad at this. And now you're looking at a, an arsenal for Josh Allen of just dynamic players you Diggs, Davis, Jameson Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, the list goes on. Dawson Knox, the James list goes Cook. on. James Cook, you're adding to this. And now the Explorer. Well. So, the Explorer. And now we got the He Wolf. <laughs> Tony, any weaknesses you see in this guy's game? I, I looking quickly at his highlights after he got drafted, just it seems like he's really good in traffic, like I mentioned. I this explosiveness out of the catch, the route running is maybe could be worked on, but you're coming to the right organization to work on that stuff. You know, you got Diggs and Davis, two exceptionally good route runners, Jameson Crowder as well. So I think there's a really high upside to this pick. And uh, you know, I think Bean hit a hit one out of the park again here in the fifth round. Yeah, it seems like tremendous talent. And and, and I do agree that. The, I mean, the only other person that was on my radar is like, if we we're getting a wide receiver was going to be Kyle Phillips, who okay. it seems like is ready to pop too. So I'm glad, I'm glad like that being recognized the same sort of drop off that I did. Cause then it, to me after this, it would have been like, well, don't even bother. He's going to film that spot on the, that Gabe Davis was in as Gabe Davis has recently received <clears throat> a sweet promotion. The only thing I'm thinking of is I'm wondering how a six foot flat guy is going to is going to operate in that position. Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be different? That's up to Ken Dorsey. Right. I'm sure what does it say out. to what does it say to Isaiah Hodgson? Is his 
time running out mm-hmm. here on the Bills roster. I mean, there's but he's the preseason it, hype god here. I mean, it's all yeah, about it, it, man, Isaiah Hodgson. What it could be? I think it's put up or shut up time for Isaiah Hodgson mm-hmm. on this Bills roster. I don't think yeah. there's any more practice squad. It's time. It's time to to let that college tape shine through in the pros here because it was good college tape. <laughs> yes, I agree. Well, it yeah. seems like uh, it seems like Shakir the He Wolf has cap- has similar capabilities as far as uh you know catch radius and acrobatic catches and great hands under pressure. Right, and that's what we're looking at out of Hodges, but this guy's faster. Sure. That sounds good to me. We <laughs> yeah, will take good. it. Any other notes about uh, the He-Wolf here before we wrap up and, and look forward to our sixth round, a bevy of sixth round picks coming up? The only other note that even crossed my mind was, would people understand a try everything reference, which I think is a dumb song, but I still love Shakira. <laughs> we'll find Big out in training out. camp. Big shout out to Shakira. They play Shakira during training camp. It, like We have to be the reason for that. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Get, get DJ Yes on the move. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll reach out. Listeners, we'll reach out. we will be back uh, in the sixth round, right at the top of the sixth round, with the Buffalo Bills pick, picking first, pick 180. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Listeners, sixth round. It happened. Tony, the Bills Mafia, every person on Twitter who did a mock draft, who posted a mock draft for the Buffalo Bills, made this happen. Today is your day. I feel like this is a Budweiser real meta genius commercial. Like you can put on your resume NFL draft expert because all your mocks who had Matt Areza, punt God from San Diego State to the Buffalo Bills, Brandon B made it happen. This one's for you, all you mock drafters out there. Uh, Tony with the 180th pick in the draft, 6'1", 200 pounds. The punt God himself is a Buffalo Bill. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> We, we got us a gem of a punter. My first reaction was, we got to get this guy to Mr. Goodbar as soon as humanly possible so he can take his rightful place as our franchise punter, as the, the one, punter as the one. Echelon here? Yes, as, as, as the one. The one. Yeah, into that level of punter bar. echelon. Yes. Yeah, grow a uh, mustache. He can't, man, he can't grow a mustache. The, uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, the punt god is, like I said, every Bill's Mafia fan hope. Uh, not only because the man has, or the kid has a giant leg. I think he had yards per punt were highest in, in college football last year, uh, which is weird because in 2020, he lost his job as a punter only to come back in 2021 to be the best punter in the country. So I like the process guy, story. Duh. process guy. Duh. Like I said, yeah, I like the adversity story. Just came back, punting balls over guys' heads in college. Just as much as we rag on, Matt Hawk for being bad. And I kind of started to feel bad for him now. <laughs> Everybody wants him out of a job in Bill's Mafia. And now we <laughs> drafted Matt Areza. You know, Matt Hawk's going to be sitting at home just being like, man, I don't want to be here. <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I don't think he's lost it yet. I don't think there's any pressure on this pick in that we invested in anything. And if it turns out that Areza can't do the job holding that Matt Hawk could do, Right. And Matt Hawk that's gets the roster spot. To. Yeah, that's kind of what it's going to come down to, too, is it's going to be the, the primary job of the Bills punter is to support Tyler Bass. It is not to punt. So Right. Because you're, um, you're hoping the so, offense performs so well that the punter is irrelevant. Yes, exactly. Like which that's, is, the, which, that's the kicker here. So far, can we anticipate that? I kind of think probably. Um, right. 51 yards per punt last year. 
Uh, he had 40 punts down inside the 20 yard line reading real quick here. He also made six tackles. So special teams ace truly here. Um, well, we should just cut Matikevich and get just tackle away. Yeah. He also did kickoffs and he could place kick in, in pitches. So, I mean, you're getting to kind of do it all guy. That's a Tyler Bass's job is on the line by any means, but I'm saying if he pulls up a lane off a kick one time, uh, we have a backup here. This is our, this is our Jordan gay. Uh, he is our, oh, don't make that specialist. comparison. Come on. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. We don't have any notes because he's a putter. Uh, we just really wanted him because we don't like Matt, Matt Hawk and Matt Hawk did not perform very well last year. So, I mean, this is truly, I think like a, a testament to where the organization is where we can draft a punter in the draft, anywhere in the draft, and six around here, and be totally stoked about it, totally pumped up about it. Whereas years past and drought years, whatever, if we drafted a punter in the sixth round, we'd throw a rock through a television, just being like, what the hell is this team doing? We're drafting a, a kicker or a punter in this draft, wasting draft stock. Like This is truly a luxury pick, and this is truly a testament to, I feel, where the organization currently is stand, stands. Well, I would say I have to agree with you in terms of where, in terms of where Bill's Mafia stands, that this was this was the pick we all wanted. We were all looking exactly oh, yeah. for and hoping for this. There, if there was one thing that united a divided population, not that we're really divided, but <laughs> it was that well, we all agree we got to get this guy on the team. Every right. everyone wanted on the team. Everyone was saying everyone wanted it. Maybe even ideally at one eighty. It was, it all came together. Well, not at 180 because we didn't own it at the beginning of the draft, but in the 180s, maybe at 185, everyone was on board with this. And I'm on board with it. We're all excited about it. We're all excited to be a part of this plan. And it's low pressure, like I said. Seems like the kind of guy that uh, I'm happy is in a Bills uniform. I did see on Twitter, uh, someone he went to college with dropped a bomb that said that in college, his college nickname was Tupac because he wore number two, which... Now, here's why I disagree with this random Twitter user that I saw her share this. She spelled it T-U-P-A-C and then said because he wore number two. Wouldn't the nickname be spelled T-W-O-P-A-C? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so this girl's an idiot. She can fuck off. (laughs) We love our listeners. (laughs) <laughs> maybe she yeah, maybe she acting random random recent college graduates <laughs> yeah tupac I, I mean this guy just has the makings of like him and bill's mafia seem so in sync already between just what bill's mafia represents and what a raise that breaks to the table not only being a punter but having the nickname of tupac or the nickname of punk guy i can <laughs> see like this like cult following through bill's mafia for punk guy that's what I envision too. I envision like a campaign similar to the legend of Pico Alonso, RIP, yep. where yep, it's just exactly. like, yeah, just like a lot of ridiculous puns about his punting ability or his leg, <laughs> right. which I'll write for next week's episode. <laughs> we'll go up with some stuff. Uh, that's all I have. He's a punter, so I don't have, but he kicks the ball, he kicks the ball far, and uh, that's good to see. So it plays on the Bills. Tony, we're going to be back real quick here. Bills coming up at 185. So we'll see who uh, they take. We'll be back. Yeah, very soon. Very soon. <laughs> Tony, with pick 185, the Bills take Christian Benford, cornerback out of Villanova. Not a guy on our radars in the late rounds. We had Tree Castro Fields, Kobe Bryant, guys like that. Villanova, not a hotbed of a football program. But Christian Benford, uh, just reading quickly on the guy, 
big guy, six, I think six one, over 200 pounds. So big physical cornerback, a lot of ball hawking skills. I read. We talked about guys who beads targeting this draft being on the right side, you know, of their RAS score being green. I this seems like a left side guy on the RAS chart being green. But in the sixth round, you're looking, like we said, for just qualities that stand out, big physical cornerback with ball hawking skills. That's qualities that stand out to me. And that's qualities you can work with. Thing I noticed right at the top of the bat, heart tattoo under his right eye. So obviously future pro bowler. So that's my big note of the day for Christian Bedford. Uh, Tony, what are your thoughts of our new cornerback here? Well, the biggest thing I'm looking for out of this guy is does he require more power? (laughs) (laughs) This guy is Bedford 6,100 material. Coming in and certainly putting Bob Vila in his place. Is he coming in for something of bin home improvement? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We're only one vowel off from Binford. And what I'm really hoping for, all the biggest thing I care about is what numbers are selected. Does his number end in a one? Is he going to be 31 or 41? Or maybe in 21? Probably not 21. But probably not. But so that we can be like the Benford, you know, the Benford 4100. And that's his machine uh, machine name is always from the Binford line yeah. in home improvement. I kind of wish we would cancel Tim Allen, to be honest. But that's what I'm looking for. And uh, Side note. Yes. And uh, just anti-Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting take, too. Uh, but what I was doing at, at this point in the draft, I was like just creating or getting ready to create or mentally doing it and on paper. Okay, so how is this roster really going to shake out? Like, what are we really right. looking at? here in terms of in terms of what these final picks are because i know bean is always just like well i gotta draft someone who has a chance of making the roster so he goes corner which i can see having you know interesting depth basically there's a final spot in my mind that comes down to matt barkley versus Quisenberry versus one of the other guards like you know mance versus okay. cam lewis Mansk. greg man yeah well that's how I, how I feel like you have to say his name so it's him yeah, right. versus cam lewis and maybe also this, and maybe also Benford in the in the mix. So I would say that I am looking at this guy as someone who's going to challenge like a Cam Lewis spot. And I think Cam Lewis has developed. So I, I do too. I yeah, like I just think it's kind of going to be interesting. I don't think he's got the stuff. So I think we'll see this guy in the practice squad. And really, this is yeah. a challenge to the regulator. Yeah, that's <laughs> and Nick McLeod. But yeah, I think this guy. That's exactly. Uh, reading his profile real quick after the pick here, you know, it just screamed practice squad guy to me, a guy who mm-hmm. has some ability, mentions a lot of playmaking abilities, ball hawking skills, which I think are a great foundation to build off of, but you're going to have to build off that on the practice squad, get up to speed with the game and get up to the physicality of the NFL level here. So I, I like some, some initial things I'm reading about him, but he's, he's a raw prospect that's going to take some time. So if we can... Spit, spit it in the meantime until he gets up to the NFL level speed and gets some depth roster spot two years down the road. If we can get up to speed on his nickname stuff and the Binford tool stuff. And I think the moral of the story here is between he wolf and Binford tools, they need to hire us as their marketing people. They're branding people, these draft picks. Well, yeah. We're coming I mean, come on. It's about time. It's about yeah, time. we certainly are. I mean, between, <laughs> between those two and Brandon beans clear yet underappreciated affinity for his for drafting historical figures and benford is no is no exception either 19th oh, century electrical engineer and physicist Ooh. frank benford best known for rediscovering and generalizing benford's law 
a statistical statement about the occurrence of digits in lists of data sets. Come on. Wow. The, the writing's is a, on the wall here. The, the mathematician the is in play. And true to Benford's law, this is a very maybe analytical pick with the data breakdown. Oh, that's a good point. Data. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe so he applied Benford's pick. law to the analytics. Maybe he did to draft Benford. That would be very fitting mm -hmm. here. Tony, that, that's all I had on, on Christian Benford. I, like I said, I like some initial stuff I read, but I think he's a project and he screams practice squad guy to me, which is not a bad thing at this point because there's very few roster spots available on this team. Doesn't have a name as cool as Rashad Wild Goose, but I guess we'll take it as a late round replacement here in, in this year's draft. So, Tony, again, the Bills are coming up. Fairly shortly here, their third pick in round six, 209 here. So if you don't have anything else to say about Benford or Benford's Law, then I think uh, we could uh, wrap up Christian Benford talk for the day. No, I have to piss before the next pick, so you better shut up so we can do it. Okay. All right, Tony's going to go do that, and we'll be back at 209. And we're back with pick 209, the third pick of the sixth round for the Bills and Brandon Bean. And they go with offensive tackle, offensive lineman. Don't really know what he'll be in the NFL, but from Virginia Tech, Luke Tenuta. Tony, this is a this is a big MFR. 6'9, 320 plus. The man is huge, but you look at his RAS score and he's not so athletic. He overall RAS score in the fours looking like a lot of red in terms of the athletic prowess, if you will, is athletic scores, his 40-yard dash, his split times, his shuttle drills. Tony, I think looking at the chart, though, the biggest thing that bothers me, the man's 6'9", his vertical leap was 26 inches. Like, his arms should be 26 inches alone. Like, what is going <laughs> on with this man from an athletic standpoint? Luke Tanuna, yeah, offensive, offensive line at Virginia Tech. Is this the first, maybe... I mean, we, we can't say it's a miss because or a hit because we don't know from picks one through Mr. Irrelevant if these guys are going to be hits or misses. So, but looking at numbers, and, and, and of course, we never want to say whether it's a hit or miss because of people's reaction to Josh Allen. The Josh Allen pick was, was an ultimate hit, and many thought it was misses, including myself. But Bean is so dead set on Raz scores. This is looking like a very anti-Bean pick. That's what I think, too. Like, if I think of the likes of Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle, and that's what we're looking for in, in this kind of position in the draft, right. this is this is not even close to that. So I don't know what the mindset is exactly here with this. It's just maybe it's an eye test thing, but we do also have a new offensive line coach in the mix. So maybe right. the ideals are have, you know, have changed slightly. Uh, but I do have a conspiracy theory. When okay. I looked up Tanuda, I found a lot of stuff about, I found I was dominated by stuff, really, about Tenuta San Lucia, which is okay. a northern Italian white wine that creates the balance and fruity yet robust flavor uh, that you would find from uh, the vineyards of northern Italy. Well, that's very this interesting because Luke Tenuta does not have good balance. So I'm no. very confused now. <laughs> well, this also comes on the heels of when we saw Tommy Doyle slam five beers back to back at the Sabres game. Maybe we're looking <laughs> for a little balance here on this line. Beers on one end with Tommy Doyle, pounding, pounding on beers other. on one end with Tommy Doyle, and a nice classy wine from the vineyards of Northern Italy on the other side. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that take a lot. My my take was Virginia Tech offensive lineman. This is Brandon Bean's. Oh, I have two takes. This is Brandon Bean's redemption mm -hmm. arc for losing Wyatt Teller. He really wants another Virginia Tech late round offensive lineman that he can mold and make something happen or make something of. And two. We're still bitter about losing Ed Wang. We're still bitter about that Ed Wang did not become <laughs> anything. So 
we're just going to keep picking these offensive linemen from Virginia Tech until one of these work out because we're bitter about Enway. We're bitter about losing Wyatt Teller or, or giving up on Wyatt Teller too quickly. That, that's my take on this is there, there's many offensive linemen out there. There's many project offensive linemen out there, but it had to be the one from Virginia Tech. So I think Brandon Bean subliminally in the back of his mind is like, I still regret Wyatt Teller late round Virginia Tech offensive lineman. This is my redemption arc. I'm going to make this guy in three years a quality starting offensive lineman in the NFL. I think I've never heard a more logical and feasible theory <laughs> in my life. Obviously, that's what it is. Reading just the initial notes here, it says he's very tall. That's a, literally the first four words. Tanuta is very tall. So uh, I guess that's something. Seems like very inconsistent. You know, he has some good reps. He has bad reps, high motor. Uh, good temperament, gets after people in space, sound lateral movement. I mean, again, six round project guys, practice squad guys, primarily. This is what I mean. This is what you look for. You just look for qualities that maybe the coaching staff can can build upon. So the size definitely stands out. Um, so I, I think that's a good quality to build on, and it, it's going to be a project. And if this guy does anything, so. But that's my thing. Virginia Tech offensive lineman redemption arc for Brandon Bean. That's the, that's the storyline I'm going with here. And Sounds nice right wine. to me. <laughs> and a nice, oh, yeah. a nice wine. Nice wine on the side. <laughs> Any other notes about Luke Tenuta before, you know, we wait on our seventh round pick here, our final pick of the draft? Uh, I mean, Tenuta. the notes of floral is what I would say, and notes of honeysuckle, according to the, <laughs> according to the reviews of the 2018 vintage. But those, those would, be my, only, of the wine or those the would be my only notes. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I love a dry floral okay. white. Your way. <laughs> and this one totally is a style. It's a bouquet so intense. I could just smell it all evening long with lingering mouthfuls of honeysuckle. And that's what I look for in an offensive lineman. And it seems like that's what we got. Listeners, we'll be back uh, in round seven with the Bills. Final pick and JoJo Doman saw on the board. Spoiler alert. I know. Oh, get excited. Uh, we'll be back. Tony, with the final pick of the 2022 NFL draft, the Bills at 231 have taken linebacker from Clemson. Braylon's back there, not JoJo Doman, who is still on the board. Tony, how devastated are you right now? I'm fucking I am so fucking livid right now. I, I was, I was afraid to have you on. <laughs> I cannot believe we took another that. linebacker with JoJo there. It's it's the last pick. We're in the 200s. What <laughs> are we doing with this loser? And you got JoJo out there ready to change the franchise and the history of the NFL forever. This is what we do. We take we have the goal to take another linebacker. And it's Sammy Spector, whatever this dick's name is. <laughs> this is this. That's not JoJo. That's not JoJo. Holy sh! I cannot. And he has a stupid name like Braylon Specter. It's not JoJo Dome. It's not a good name like JoJo. Braylon. Dumb. His name, name is Braylon. Balin. I don't even know if it's Braylon. Is it Balin? <laughs> Who knows? I've already dealt with this but, guy. I don't even. Know, I don't even want to learn his name correctly. No, he's Balin. I. Tony, do you have any words? Specter, of course, is a ghost. Uh, is there? Any, is, is this guy a ghost to you already? Yeah, he's a ghost to me already. I'm already ghosting him. Him, he's not gonna. He'll be. He'll be off this team so fast it'll be like a ghost. And then him and him and then Sam Darnold will literally be seeing ghosts when they're in the unemployment line together. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tony had. I, I have to imagine you had NFL.com shop opened up 
custom Bills jersey, Chojo <laughs> Doman, ready to hit that buy now button and just all like a Thanos snap, just disintegrating away before your eyes. Yes and no. Like I, I was like, well, clearly we're not going to take a linebacker. The linebacker room pretty full right now. Right. And then we like, it's not seeing Braylon Spector in that graphic on the screen. It's seeing the LB in that graphic on the screen. I can't believe we took a linebacker. And yeah, if it did go down this way, I was planning on getting, treating myself to a Jojo Doman jersey. I was ready to do it. <sighs> it was right. It was right. I'm not getting a Specter jersey. <laughs> no way. Three weeks of this podcast hyping up Jojo Doman. It was right there for him in round seven. Fantastic value. A player, like you said, could change the organization, flip it on its head, really push them to the promised land. It was all right there for Brandon B to company. And they dropped the ball. Yeah, I think it was that we dropped the ball. Yeah, like it's all in there. Yeah. Really figuratively. Tony, I don't know if we can continue this Balin Specter, Braylon Specter, I don't even know his name, talk because the ghost. We're just so we're just so distraught. He's a ghost. Screw this pick. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. <laughs> He's done. This pick is a waste. 231 overall. A waste of a pick. Where you put your stamp on this draft with this terrible pick and not Jojo Dog. Maybe we'll get JoJo in. I mean, if we're looking at linebackers, like at this, you know, at this point, maybe we'll get JoJo. Maybe we'll get JoJo. Yeah, maybe we'll get him as a free agent. Maybe he'll last. The the worst thing is like my always knock on JoJo Dobin was his size. This Spectre guy is not any bigger. He's six foot, 225. Like he's JoJo Dobin, just not as good. Yeah, right. Not a JoJo. Yeah, not as good, not as fast, not as hyped up. Mel Kuyper's over here hyping up JoJo Dobin. If I, if everyone I gets would, it. Everyone gets it everyone except for Brandon it. Bean. Jojo Doman was best available on Mel Kuyper's big board for right. three rounds. Like <laughs> I feel like it was three rounds straight. Best available Jojo Doman was right there. Um, I think the ultimate knock on this guy, just to put him on our list of lists, if he came, if he came in day one, Balen Specter said, Hi, I'm Balen Specter, me and his teammates. My friends call me Jojo. <laughs> Would that just set you uh, over the edge? <laughs> like he's he's becoming Jojo. He sees yeah. he sees the tweet that I'm gonna tweet in the <laughs> that I'm gonna tweet at the end of this draft if Jojo makes it to undrafted free agent territory, encouraging him to come to the Bills. He sees that and says, I'll just assume this man's personality. I'll assume his life. <laughs> Identity theft. Identity theft. I know you guys really wanted JoJo. My friends called me JoJo for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> when I was younger. I'm gonna roll. This guy doesn't have any friends. Get serious. You think this guy has no, friends? Come on. No, not a, not not Balin. No, no. not Braylon. No. Whatever his name is. I don't know. You won't uh, have any friends at Fisher. And we stalking nope. this guy around Rochester during training camp. <laughs> just heckling. heckling you're just gonna be heckling him. Stuff. You're no, you're no JoJo. <laughs> you're not JoJo. JoJo has more friends than you. JoJo would make a roster. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't. Around. I can't wait for that. We should. We should do a video segment on you heckling. <laughs> just, just, he's not Jojo. Why, so, yeah. why stop there? I'll just hang out at Fairport Wegmans. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just waiting for these players to come in. Just take oh, them down. Oh my goodness! The the man does have a, a great head of hair. I ended on a positive though. He has a great head of okay. hair. Okay, so we'll give him that. Well, uh, well, we were helmets in football, so who gives? <laughs> I'm looking for anything here, Tony. I'm looking for anything. <laughs> let's let's wrap it up on this angsty note that Jojo Dobin is curling out a bill as we wrap up the draft. Uh, 
Thank you, of course, to our sponsor, Inspector Traveling is. Growler. Inspector is the ghost. Thank you to our sponsor, as always, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. $5 koozies, $5 koozies, uh, cool products. Check out the website, uh, koozies, growlers, whatever, anything you can find, uh, they got you covered. Uh, t-shirt store, teespring.com. Search what you not funny, all one word. Support the podcast. T-shirts start at just $20. Uh, we have hoodies, we have crew neck sweatshirts, long sleeves. Like we have everything, all color sizes. Check it out. Witty, not funny, all one word, teespring.com. Where to find the podcast? You can find the podcast, of course, on the Built in Buffalo podcast network at Built in Buffalo underscore on Twitter. Uh, anywhere you find podcasts, you'll listen to for free. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, wherever. Search Witty Not Funny, all in word. If you like us, leave us a review, subscribe, show us some love. We always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate it. Tony, Twitter handles, where can listeners find you? At Tony J. Ambrose, VIPs on the Patreon. Go to at Tony Ambrose. I'm just kidding. Uh, we don't have a Patreon. Do, don't do that. Don't look for us on yet. Patreon. We do have OnlyFans, but not a Patreon. Right. Uh, listeners, just a, a word of wisdom here. If the Bills do not sign JoJo Doman as a UDFA, do not follow Tony in the next 24 hours. The, the Twitter feed <laughs> could be could be ripe with negativity and hate. So I don't want anyone to experience that. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, at Woody Sports 716 TikTok, Viva Pinata, Pinata Farm. That's it, Pinata Farm. We're doing videos there. Up and coming social media. We're, we're, we're on the forefront. We're on the precipice of breakout social media platforms. Uh, Facebook page as well, Woody.Funny Sports. Give that a follow if you don't have any of your, uh, you know, Twitter, iTunes, whatever, Twitter, Instagram. Send off for the listeners. Tony, what do you have? For my send off, I would like to just kind of underscore and highlight some of the fantastic nicknames that have come out of this draft and our <laughs> podcast of the draftees. So, of course, we have James, the Explorer, Cook. Okay. We have Terrell Bernard. It's, his nickname <laughs> is just his name with, with a question, question mark, mark at the end of it. Yep. Yeah. Bernard. Uh, of course, we have He Wolf, Khalil yep. He Wolf Shakir. <laughs> uh, we didn't come up with it, but Mana Race is never going to not be fun. God or Tupac right. or right. Tupac spelled the correct way. <laughs> we have uh, we have Christian Benford and then whatever his number is, hundred or more power Benford. There's a lot of that'll develop. Home and, and the ghost and the ghost. <laughs> no, oh, oh no, and we have Luke the Vineyard Tenuta. In the vineyard, <laughs> yes. Luke the vineyard right. Tenuta, and then the ghost himself, Balen Specter. <laughs> Balen Specter, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, great nickname draft. Uh, perfect. So, uh, <laughs> those are your wise words from Tony. As we always say around here, go Bills, and of course, stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye. Marshawn is a fresh of breath there. He just loves chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It's still swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a problem. It feels a problem. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.